This is a SJC Radio production. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. And uh, what are we starting off with uh, today? Race reports. Okay, so we're only reporting on the MotoGP, aren't we? From yeah. from Valencia. Um. Now, before we hear how we got on in terms of our predictions, let's have a listen to what our predictions were. Joanne Mir or Alex Rins? One of those two, I think, will win the race. My prediction is Miller. And Joe, do you want to give us the results for that race? So, the results for that race, and Sir's looking back at me rather smugly. Uh, P1, Mir. P2, Rins. P3, Espargo. And where was Jack Miller, your prediction, Joe? Uh, he was he was down in sixth. That's not bad, actually, because... Uh, the, he did say that the Ducatis would be nowhere. Yeah. And actually, I mean... And for him to be up there... Well, he did do well in, in free wet. practice, because yes. it was... Jack Miller was very good in the wet, so he dominated the free practice sessions. And actually, as you said, Ed, sixth place for a Ducati at Valencia is actually a very good result. Um, yes, I'm rather pleased, obviously. I'm obviously very pleased... Um, perhaps I do know what I'm talking about. Uh, after all, having got a few predictions completely wrong. As we said before, predicting MotoGP is extremely difficult because, um, let's say Yamaha, for example. Last race was dominated by Franco Morbidelli on the Yamaha. The Yamahas were nowhere. I wonder where the top Yamaha finished. Morbidelli in P11. Then the next uh, the next Yamaha was Vinales. Yes, in P13. Now, he started in the pit lane. He started from the, from the back, from the back well, of the grid. Well, he's overtaken his fellow teammate, Quattararo. This is extraordinary. In so, P14, those two were the last two of the finishers. So, this is Quattararo, who, up until this race, was one of the favourites to win uh, the championship. I have a theory about this. Quattararo has basically um, disappeared uh, since he took the championship lead. And what I think it is, he can't cope with the stress of being the championship leader. My theory is this. Quattararo has never won a championship. He's won MotoGPs, but that's only been this year. Whereas if we take uh, Joanne Mir, who's leading the championship, um, 
Ed, can you tell us how you lead the championship comfortably? Yeah, uh, he's, yeah, John Mears pretty much uh, wraps up for this year. He's 37 points. That's a lead of? Um, yeah, 37 point lead. Oh, sorry, a lead of 37 Cotterara points. With only two races to yeah, go. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much wrapped it up. Now, Quattawaro, or sorry, not Quattawaro, Mir, that was his first ever win. Um, but he has won a championship. He won the Moto3 championship a few years ago. So he's got experience of leading a championship. That's my theory. Quattawaro has never led a championship, but Mir has. And Mir is, was remarkably relaxed over the weekend. He said he didn't feel any pressure because he said, look, real pressure is when you're you know, very sick leading a, a world championship that that's not real pressure so he is an absolute shoe in for the title he would have to have two dnfs and maybe wins to win both races in order for him to to, to, to lose the championship um, i think quattro is is finished with really there is a big fight for um second because quattro and alex Rins are both Sitting on 125 points. Right. Well, Rins will come second. I tell you after, what. After coming second in that last race, yeah. yeah. Had Rins, I mean, Rins really, he, he must be ruining the fact that he had a, a crash in the first round of the championship in uh, Heret and he injured his, his shoulder. So it's taken quite a long time to recover from that. Had he not had that injury in Heret, I guarantee you, Rins would, I think he would already be world champion. Okay. Can we have a look at. So Moto, MotoGP is pretty much settled. Moto2 was interesting because um, Alex Lowe's um, crashed out. Now, he's the chap who's, who's won the last three races. Don't um, mean Sam Lowe's. I meant, you know, funny enough, I was thinking, do I mean Sam Lowe's? Yeah. They're twins. Sam Lowe's, thank you for that. Alex Lowe's, of course, races in World Superbikes. Right, so Sam Lowe's. Uh, can you give us the 1-2 the in Moto2? Because that, that's really close. So, down. in first, you've got Ania Bastianini yep. on... 184 points, yeah. and second, Sam Lowe's, 178. And who's in third? Is it uh, uh, Marini. Oh, really? Uh, Bezzecchi's in fourth. Right. Okay, and Moto3's got interesting, because poor old Albert Arenas, who's been leading the championship, he's had a tear. Somebody else kind of crashed into him. That's the second time, at least the second time, he's been taken out by somebody else. Um, he should be champion, but he's, he, champ, he should be champion, but he's had a lot of bad luck. Can you give us the one-two? I might have to help you with the pronunciation of the champion. Second. Yeah, so first, 157, we've got Albert Arenas. Yes. And then in second... It's it's Ayagura. Ayagura. On how many um, points? 154, so only three behind. Only three behind. Wow. Two rounds to go. So Moto2, Moto3, everything to play for. Moto2, GP we think is pretty much settled. Has been an amazing season, though, sir. So. And of course, that was our ninth Incredible. winner. That was our ninth... Winner. Different yeah. winner. Um, so, and we still might get, we might get a 10th winner because, um, I tell you who is due a, I don't know if he's due a win, he's certainly due a podium, is Nakagami. Mm. is due a podium. So we might get a 10th winner, you never know. Right. Nakagami uh, finished P4. Yes. And he, he took pole. Um, yes, he did. Last weekend. He did. Yeah. Nakagami's got a habit of finishing fourth. I'd like to see him on the podium uh, this weekend. Um it is this weekend. Yes, it is. Okay, uh, moving on. What's next? Test the teacher. So I get a little bit apprehensive. <laughs> uh, I think just the two questions today. No, no, no. Sorry, sir. Uh, it's three. Is it? Two from me, one from me. Okay, who's going first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, um, yeah. So which driver started the most races from pole position in the 1984 season? I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to give it some thought. Uh, my thoughts are this. 
the season, as I've said before, I might have said before, was dominated by McLaren, but they didn't tend to take pole that often. I think the Brabham's, well, it's going to be between two people. It's going to be between Nelson Piquet and the Brabham or Elio De Angelis. I'm going for Nelson Piquet and the Brabham. I can tell you correct. Oh, thank um, yeah, Nelson Piquet got nine poles that season um, in his Brabham. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, he, he, did he win? I think he won a couple of races. He certainly won the Canadian Grand Prix. I remember that. Okay, well, let, let's just move on. I'm, I'm really happy with that. Um, uh, Joe, you got a question? In which year did the Japanese Grand Prix first take place at Suzuka? I know that. Uh, 1987. Correct. Well done. I think they were. Like, I think they were oversubscribed for, and I think they had to do a sort of uh, a raffle, um, a sort of lottery to actually uh, hand the tickets out. Yeah, it was. It was the 87. And final question for you today was who designed Zandvoort? I think I know the answer to that. I'm going to give you, uh, the, the Christian name will be a guess, but the surname is Hugenholtz. Correct. And what's his first name? For is a it, bonus point. I, I don't know if I, I'm going to say John, but I don't know. That's a lie you do know because it is John. It's John Hugenholtz. Um, one of the corners, in fact, the hairpin behind the pits is called Hugenholtz. Uh, Hugenholtz also, here we go. He designed, I'm pretty sure he designed Suzuka as well. He also designed Suzuka. One of our favourite circuits. So I know Ed, it's one of your yeah, favourite ones. My very favorite. You like the S's, don't you? I love the S's. Now, I believe it's my turn to ask you some questions. Jeez. Right, so I've got, I'm, I'm going to go with my favourite topic, which as you know is circuits. Ed, I'm going to you first. Cool. Uh, your question is this. On which circuit is Pouan Corner? Uh, spa. It is? It is at Spa. And do you know, um, just, can you add some extra information to that or not? Any idea? It's hard called? to describe. So I know you come, there's like a long, like right-handed, quite a big sort of hairpin. You go yes. left and then there's that next kind of fast left hand. It is, it is. They also call it the, the double gauche, which means yeah. double left. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm very impressed with your knowledge, Ed. That's very impressive. Joe, okay. You'll be doing well to Matt Ed's knowledge. Right, your question is this. Where is the Senna S? Ooh. This is a oh, hard one. Okay. It's Ooh. not, Joe. You should know this. <laughs> no, I'm joking. This is oh. in Buenos Aires, I think. This is in Brazil, I think. Well, it is so, Brazil. Not Buenos Aires. Is it not? No. In Argos. It is. Yes. And can you give me some more? Any? Can you add to that at all? Um, I don't know which sector it is in. I think, is it in Sector 2? Well, I'm going to say no. End of, or is it Sector 3? Where do you think it is, Ed? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's um, Sector 2, isn't it? I'm 100% certain it's Sector 1. is the first corner. Oh, yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's the downhill. Downhill left. Left, yes. right, the left. left. I didn't know it was called yeah. that. I've raised it many times. It's a really nice corner. Um, now, the Interlagos circuit, um, the original circuit, was, was was much much longer, and in fact, the first corner wasn't the Ceneres. Um The first corner was a very very high speed banked left hander. Pit lane news. Now, when I was driving back home from last week's show, uh, they had a F1 item on the Radio Two news, and that was about Saudi Arabia. Who wants to? Ed, can you say a little bit about that? Um, yes. Yeah, so Saudi Arabia. Has been is the latest track uh, for F1. Um, I think it's in the capital, Diria. Uh, it's in Jeddah, I think. Oh, okay. So it's going to be a street circuit. I was just, I was yeah, just, just going to my knowledge on the capital of Saudi Arabia. 
I, I do know some. I, the only thing I know about this, would you believe, is the street circuit. Well, that, that, that sounds good, but but it's going to be held at night again. Yeah, it probably be good job. Be. There's electricity, sir. But it's going to so be so it's lit up, isn't it? <laughs> so you can see all the buildings very well. It's not very um, eco-friendly, is it? What Saudi Arabia? Or no, 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 no. I'm saying have, having a night race. It's not because of the, because because of the lighting. The lighting. Yeah. That's not the issue I have with it. You know, the issue is and oh, street circuit that could be interesting, but you won't be able to see the interesting. But you background. can because it's lit up with electricity. Yes. But that's the, not uh, very The track's going to be right by the water side. But you won't see the water <laughs> side. <laughs> you won't but you won't be able to see. I think probably top tip is trying to... Formula E race in Saudi Arabia. That's normally their season at opener. Mm. That's in that's in Diria. Yeah. Um, but but looking at, after looking at Sir's face, we won't talk about uh, Saudi no. Arabia. No, no, no. The reason why I was putting a face... Is the tracks are it's, the, it's the track very is, technical. But yeah, There's I, not too many overtaking spots. It's also quite a, it's quite dull as well. There's nothing, nothing exciting, exciting about the track. I think there's... there's one or two overtaking spots. That's yeah. one and thirteen. But it's your typical very narrow, twisty, formula, formula. which looks yeah. the same as any other Formula E track. That's why I was putting a face there. Um, okay. Mexico's Mexico Formula E, though, sir. I think that, that's, that's that we've said. That's the yeah. one Formula E track that we all like, like the Mexico yeah. one, but but not the others. Still have the stadium, uh, stadium section, which is re- really good. Yeah, okay. I do like it. You do like the stadium section. Excellent. Uh, any more news? There's lots of news here. You, you, um, you got lots well, of news. I know the, that. Well, um, the provisional calendar for the 2021 F1 season has been okay. released. Uh, and any with Saudi Arabia included, yes. and Vietnam dropped, so <laughs> they haven't even raced there, and they've dropped it. And do you um, think, from your experience, you two of racing on it on your sims, sims, yeah, sims yeah, um, do you think that's a, a, a big loss of Formula One? Uh, not no. especially. Not especially. No, I think the, that, can... that second DRS zone's a, a bit overpowering. Yeah. Sector threes, I quite like sector. Three. Sector three is good, but sector one and two are just too long yeah. straights. In all fairness, Formula One doesn't need another another Tilka circuit. No. So I don't, think, I don't think that's a huge loss. Personally, for me, I would like to see um, Malaysia return. I think that would be brilliant. It's not going to, though, is it? There is one TBC, so to be chosen. Yeah, there circuit. is. Um, I think it's fourth on the calendar. Yeah, so I'm not sure. China. I'm not. Yeah, so it's, so it's in that. What's, what's the fifth race? race in Barcelona, so they might be. Well, the so it could be. It could be the season. Wow, that could be. That could be Malaysia. That could be. You know what? Okay, can I ask that, a question? That could be Asia, or it could be the start of the European I know. season. Yeah. Talking about the start of the European season. Um, do we have any of the the new European the, the the new European venues we've had this year? Have they made it into next year's calendar? None of them have been confirmed yet, but there is that uh, free spot. I would like to see. Turkey, oh, it's difficult. You've got Imola's really good, but Turkey's a brilliant race track. Yeah. I'd like to see Turkey. Be, yeah, um, I mean, well, obviously year. with like Imola, the Nurburgring, um, Mugello and Portimao, we've seen racing there. This is B, not a vintage year Formula 1. Of course it hasn't, but it's been the best circuits we've had for a long time. The tracks are it's the best track. The racing, uh, uh, not so much, no, well, but the tracks certainly, yeah. certainly have been yeah. good. Um, any more news? Yes. Haas have confirmed that they will not bring in two new rookies right. to Formula One for next year. That's a surprise to me because I was expecting Schumacher yes. or or Isla or Mace Pin or something something like like that. And then to confirm that means that maybe Hulkenberg, Perez, or maybe even Albon, who could be out of seat for next year, are now yes. in contention. Do, do, okay, I, I'm going to say Schumacher. Will will be in that team. That's just my prediction. Do, do I, I think it will be Schumacher, 
Hulkenberg slash Perez. I don't know which one. Yeah, well... Um, I think whichever one doesn't go to Red Bull will go to Haas. Schumacher yeah. is leading the um, F2 Championship at the moment. That, that would and there's not many races, so he'll probably end up winning it. That would make perfect sense. Um, yeah, perfect sense. And with that free Ferrari-powered um, seat available, with Schumacher being the best Ferrari driver, Academy driver at the moment... It just makes sense. If, it you, would if, be if you excuse the pun, he sounds sense. like a shoe-in. <laughs> Okay, that, I, I think we'll have to cut that one. No, out. no, that's staying in. That's staying <laughs> in. Have we got any more F1 news? Uh, don't think so. But what have we got? Ed, you got some some Moto, news that I'm got excited. Moto E. Moto E. Now you, you, you said there's some new. There's some new tracks. Some uh, new Moto week. E venues, right? Okay, now I'm quite excited about this. Can you tell us what those new venues are for Moto so E? The new tracks they're going to are Barcelona. Excellent. Which would be quite good. Well, the reason why I say excellent is because. Oh, I'm hoping I want to go to the Barcelona MotoGP. And if you've got Moto E as well, if I can go, that would be fantastic. Any, any other venues? And they're going, so there's only two new, so yeah. Barcelona and Assen. Oh, Assen. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, Assen is probably, I mean, it's, it's a classic track. Well, that sounds, that sounds very good. Okay, uh, moving on. What, what have we got next? The A to Z... Of motorsport. This week's letter is G. I'm going to go last. I'll go first. Ed, what do you got? Uh, so my G is Goodwood Festival of Speed. Oh, <laughs> I like the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Um, I've been twice. Have you? I have. I didn't know that. Yeah. When did you go? I went 2017, 2018. Really? Yeah. Um, firstly, I, I think it's brilliant. I it love is. the event. Um, if you're a motorsport fan, a car fan... Um, you should definitely go. It's really brilliant. You see some uh, amazing cars, um, you, some amazing people there as well. When I went the first year, Nico Rosberg was there. Really? When I went the second year, um, I probably got about five metres away from Mercedes F1 driver Valtteri Bottas. Did you? Yeah. The only problem with the festival of speed is there's almost too much to see. Yeah, because it needs to be a longer event. Then. Well, it, it's almost <laughs> well, they do it over the uh, long weekend, so they have like half the day on Friday where they do a lot of runs on the hill climb, yeah. and then the Saturday Sunday is kind of all the festival. But see, I like all the shops and all the. So I love looking around those, but then again, you're very aware that there's there's stuff going on on the hill climb which you're missing. Yeah. Uh, there's almost too much to see. I mean, I, I've been a few times. I, last time I went was quite a long time ago. Um, I think I first went in 2003. You know what I like most? The, the Pikes Peak um, hill climb cars. Yes. Because they got like about a thousand horsepower. Yeah, I saw um, the one of the Bentley SUV Pikes Peak edition cars there. Yeah. And just just the amount of, they they had almost too much power really. Yeah. And they're sort of it's just really impressive to see. And last year I missed out a little bit. We didn't go last year. Yeah. And um, my favourite driver was there, Lando Norris. Um, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, let's hope that's on next year. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Yeah. Um, and and you can go again next year. Joe, what do you got for G? My G is Pierre Gasly, oh, yeah. the one-time race winner um, from Alpha Tauri. Very good. Yes, that's very good. Um, so a lot. Um, he's fallen out. I think hit the media. I think a month ago or something. After his win, he fell out with Esteban Ocon. And I'm not actually too sure why this happened. I think there were some nasty words exchanged uh, between is, the pair. Is this exchanged 
online or in real life? I think in real life, from what I gather. Yeah. I don't know too much about it, admittedly, but I, th- I think it was. was some incident yeah. on the track, perhaps. perhaps. Because he's done well. Because he, he had a terrible season last year, didn't really he, with, yeah. with Red Bull. As much as I like Albon, it must have been. Of course, Albon's experiencing the same thing that Gasly yeah. experienced I'm not sure last he's, year. I'm not, I think he's doing a better job than, than Gasly did. Yeah. Like, uh, Gasly sometimes, most of the time, didn't get, even get into Q3. And the second yeah. best, or perhaps third best, car in the grid dependent on the track and then I think it was a confidence thing know. I think the moment your confidence goes yeah um, I, think, but I think I saw a start a few weeks ago saying that um, in the same amount of races um, Pierre Gasly and Alfa Tari compared to last year when he was in the Red Bull he scored the same amount of points in the same number of races oh right in, in, in an inferior car completely yeah. yeah in the sister yeah. team yeah the junior team yeah and so, sir, what is your G? I've given this quite a lot of thought, and you know, I quite like making links between things. So I've gone with Gerhard Berger, and the link I'm going to make, I'm going to make a link with Imola, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So what can we say about Gerhard Berger? He made his debut in 80, 1984 in an ATS at the Austrian Grand Prix. I can remember that quite well. Uh, he then, let me see, 86. And his first win was in 86. That was for Benetton, uh, the Benetton team. But he's probably best known for being a Ferrari driver. Oh, yeah. In fact, after that, he went on to race for McLaren. He was at Zena's teammate. Now, the link I'm making with Imola is the 1989 San Marino Grand Prix. I remember watching it live. Berger had a terrible crash at Tamburello, that incredibly fast left hand to wear a few, a few years later Ed Senna was actually killed and his car goes off the track goes straight off the track full speed uh, hits the wall there's, there's not much run there wasn't much runoff at Tamburello car comes to rest then it goes up in flames and I remember watching it and I was thinking hold on I thought there's no way anybody can survive that crash as it turned out he, he was burnt but, but, but only to his hands so it's the first time I've watched one well, of the first time um but I actually thought, gosh, I'm actually watching a racing driver die here. It, it, wow. it, is, it is quite horrendous. But he actually um, was relatively uh, unhurt, apart from, and he was, he was back racing. He didn't race in the next round, which was which was Monaco. But I think he was back racing um, wow. soon after that. But again, as I always say, go on YouTube, look up Gerhard Berger, 1989, San Marino. Uh, it is quite horrifying. It's, it's very difficult to believe that that he managed to, you know, escape with his life from that crash. So there you go. A nice little link to, to Imola there. Okay. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, next up, we've got predictions. So this weekend, we've got both MotoGP and F1. Should we go MotoGP first? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Um, in some respects, I think this is probably slightly easier because... We said earlier that Yamaha were no... Because, because the venue is the same. It's, it's, we're at Valencia again. Um, Yamaha were nowhere, so let's... The Yamaha riders won't win. Ducati were nowhere. It's got to be another win for Suzuki. I, I'm going to say Alex Rins to win. Um, I think it's very difficult. If it's not Alex Rins, it might be Joanne Mir, who might be very confident after having won his first MotoGP. Do you, do you, want, to make, do you want to make a prediction? I'm going to say Oliveira. Well, he's won already. Okay, that that's. I would say he's an outside dark you know, horse. Bit of a, a very and much I, a dark horse. I would and, say. I, and I'll be wanting, obviously, cheering Miller on as well. 
So if, if, if those two get a one hey, two. Well, it might be wet. If it's wet. If it's wet. The Jack Miller's your man. I'll tell you what, wow. I'm going to check the forecast. If it's wet, then forget I'm, it. I'm going Miller. If the forecast is wet, we're going Jack Miller. Yes. Yeah. Eddie, you, you going um, I think off the back of his win last week, I think it will be Jack Miller. Yeah, it's, it's hard to argue with that. So that's relatively straightforward. Uh, no doubt we'll, we'll be proved completely wrong. Um, now, F1, we're going back to Turkey. Yeah, um, for yeah. the first time since 2011, I watched the I was watching the 2011 Turkish Grand Prix highlights on YouTube this morning, and I really enjoyed it. The, the track is amazing, the racing is fantastic. Um, okay, do you uh, if you had to choose yes. that TBC a week it was four, what what track would you choose? So it has to be in Asia or or in uh, Europe. This, this is a no brainer. I, I'm going for Turkey. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a great track and produces great racing. Awesome. I'm pretty sure it'll produce a good race, even though I, I, I imagine Mercedes will dominate. I think there'll yeah. be lots of good racing. Okay, predictions. Predictions um, for, for... I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I think this weekend, Hamilton can win the championship. Yeah. If he beats Bottas, he's, he's won. Yeah. It's all done. Um, so I reckon Hamilton win... Yeah. Verstappen P2, yeah. Bottas P3. I'm going to say the same. Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas. I'm going to go for the usual. I'm not changing my predictions. The, the standard Mercedes 1-2 with Verstappen. Okay, well, well, Ed and I want uh, Verstappen to overtake Bottas like he did um, <laughs> <laughs> last week. And um, you, you want the same old. Well, I don't, I don't really want it, but I think it will happen. You think it will happen? I think yeah. it will happen. But I'm, I'm pretty sure there'll be there'll be some good racing through the field because the circuit does tend to produce good racing. Um, have a look out for turn eight. Turn eight is one of the great corners, flat out. It's probably like a, I think it's a triple flat apex left hander. Yeah, uh, but the, but the whole circuit's good. And after that, they got quite a tight sort of left and right. Then we got a flat out section where it goes downhill and then uphill into a little complex for the start finish. It just produces great, great racing. Um, is there an F2 race? I uh, don't think there is. Oh, that's um, a shame, because I'm not going to start following F2. Well, I've got shame. Sky Sports F1 yeah. as well, sir, so makes that a little bit easier for me. Excellent, excellent. Well, we'll see how we get on, how our predictions unfold next week. Uh, we've got to stop it there, mainly because I've got a parents' evening this evening, so I have to shoot off. Um, so hopefully we'll catch up again next week so it's good evening from me good evening good evening from ed and good evening from joe this was an sjc radio production the writers and presenters were mr bird joe and ed and this week's episode was also produced and edited by mr bird
Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well